Chapter 15 Prison Ministry We left Paul's journey uh, as a prisoner on his way to Rome when he just arrived at Rome. Uh, we, re we can remember several years earlier, Paul had written a, a letter or a, a work uh, to the Roman church, uh, as they had requested, to kind of lay out the full explanation of the gospel of the kingdom of, of Jesus Christ in such a way that they could hand this, this short book or pamphlet, whatever you want to call it, uh, that we call Romans in our New Testament. Uh, they could hand it to, to people from different places as they were discipled in Rome and then went off on their, uh, went home or went off on their assignments from the government or whatever. And, and that way people could take the Old Testament they already had and augment it with this book, this book of Romans to kind of understand the, the church. And so, so this had already happened. And in that letter that we know of as Romans, Paul had promised to come and visit the church in Rome. Uh, he arrives now, but not as he expected to and not as they expected that he would arrive. But he arrives as a prisoner in chains. Nevertheless, the church in Rome greets uh, Paul enthusiastically, and and he becomes a part of the ministry there. He's under house arrest, which means that he's physically chained to a Roman guard, but nevertheless, he is uh, relatively free to do as he pleases, and he engages in a fairly extensive ministry of um, of visitation. People come to him both from the Roman church but then from all over the surrounding areas to, to get his advice. At this point in time, Rome is a, uh, or Paul is an, an old man. He's 56 years old, and he's attended by a physician named Luke, who you know well already, and by a young man, Aristarchus, who uh, attends him, probably does cooking and maybe even writing uh, as he dictates letters and things like that. Uh, and uh, some of the people that we know visit him during this period of time is Tychicus from Ephesus uh, visits, visits Paul. Uh, Timothy from Lystra visits Paul at this time. Uh, Demos from Thessalonica and John Mark from Jerusalem. And all of these people, and we assume many others, also uh, come in contact with Paul and visit him and just spend time with him as he's in this house that he's uh, under arrest in. And uh, so I want to focus in on <clears throat> a couple of visitors. One of them is, um, is Epaphras from Colossae. Epaphras is one of the young men that Paul had discipled and trained in his Ephesus uh, training school. And Epaphras is, is kind of overseeing the church in the region of Colossae. And uh, some things have come up in 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 the church that he wants direct counsel from Paul. And so Epaphras decides to travel to Rome and um, and ask these questions and get some one-on-one some -on -one, uh, mentoring, counseling, and how to lead through these, this situation. Uh, an interesting thing happens on his way to Rome. One of the members of the church in Colossae is a man named uh, Philemon. In fact, Philemon is is one of, he owns one of the houses he lives in one of the houses that the church meets in so he he must be a fairly prominent or important person in the church there uh, philemon had a slave named onesimus who had stolen from him and run off 
Now, this is an offense that, that could be punished as strictly as death for, for Onesimus. <clears throat> um, Epaphras must have known about this situation and, and the details. And on his journey to Rome, he, he comes across Onesimus. <coughs> he picks up Onesimus and takes him with him to Rome. And during his time in Rome, probably weeks, maybe even a month or two, uh, Onesimus and Paul seem to really hit it off and become close friends. And Onesimus becomes a Christian, becomes a di disciple of Jesus Christ and a disciple of Paul. And uh, so that's going to obviously come up as we look at some of the letters that Paul writes. Now, um, Epaphras becomes sick on the journey. And I don't think he returns because Paul sends the letter back with another man. But this is what Epaphras reports. There's uh, believers within the church that are mistreating each other in different ways. And so in his letter to Colossians, to the Colossian Christians, Paul addresses some of these issues. But there's a, a new false teaching, a teaching that, that Epaphras doesn't know what to do with, what, whether it's right, whether it's wrong. That's why he's come to see Paul and get, have an extended time to, to work this out. As you well know, uh, the, the church had struggled for many years with the division between the Jewish Christians who wanted all Christians, Jew and Gentile, to follow the Old Testament law, and the Gentile Christians who, who culturally just found that very, very difficult. And so the, the church in the Jerusalem Council had come up with a solution that not that there would be two churches, but that, that it would be okay if they, if they engage with the gospel in different cultural ways. Uh, you can go back in the chapters to read all about that. But now we're having a new thing coming up. It sounds similar on face value, but it's actually quite different. You understand that the, the people in the churches are mixed Jew and Gentile, and the Jews, of course, bring the Old Testament with them, and the Gentiles would read the Old Testament, at least those who could read, and, and the teachings from God's Word would come from the Old Testament, showing how Jesus is the fulfillment of the Old Testament. Uh, and so what has been happening over time is by there, there's a, a combination of Old Testament law, holy days, and clean and unclean foods that has been combined with some of the popular mystery religions that were circulating in, the, in that time, Roman-Greek kind of um, ideas. And, and these, are, these are kind of a, kind of a, a way of understanding religion or faith that says there's special people who get special visitations by angels and they can tell you what you should taste and handle and touch because they have special vision, special knowledge. And so the, the com combination of this, this what's referred to as mysticism sometimes or, or mystery religions and, and sometimes in theology books is named Gnosticism. And the Old Testament has come into the church, and it's, it's quite popular because it, the, these people are studying the Old Testament. They know it's God's Word, but they come from a cultural context that has a different kind of spiritual uh, understanding. And so these two things have kind of been melded together and are creeping into the churches, both here in Colossae and in other places. And so, um, so Epaphras has come to see Paul to get an answer to some of these questions. And so Paul sits down to write the letter of Colossians to address these issues. And um, he sends it back. He sends this letter to the Colossians with two men. 
One of them is Tychicus, who is, uh, we've met him a couple of times, and uh, it seems Epaphras is still not well and can't travel back with the letter, and so Paul takes another person, Tychicus, from Ephesus, and uh, he's going to go to Colossae and bring this letter. And you already know about letter carriers. They don't just, they're not just mail service, like impersonal. Paul would have gone through carefully, line by line, this letter with the letter carrier so that they could explain it to the church in detail and answer the questions. The other person who is going to be a co-letter carrier is Onesimus. Now this, uh, this proves to be a huge comment on slavery by Paul without actually addressing and attacking the culture and the and the the laws of the land. He's he's elevating Anesimus to the level of letter carrier, meaning Anesimus can answer their question and has authority on the issues in the letter. But Philemon is a leader in the church that he's going to. And so Paul writes another letter. This one's dressed, addressed specifically to Philemon. He's It's written by Paul in Rome. And, uh, and uh, you can understand that letter in the context of what's happening here. Um, Paul treats Onesimus as his own son, as his own disciple, and challenges Philemon to have a different view on slavery than he previously had. And by, by extension, then not just Philemon, but all the church and even all of us today in terms of how the class structures of our society are to be handled in the church. And so it's a valuable part of our Bibles today. Just a short letter, but it gives us valuable insight into how to handle class differences within society, within the church. He doesn't tell the Christians to go and attack uh, anything in the Roman culture. He just says, within the church, you're going to have a different culture. It's going to be different here. Around this period of time, Paul also decides to write the letter that we know of as Ephesians. Now, this one isn't doesn't come to us with this kind of someone comes with questions or that kind of thing. It's a little bit more like Romans. Uh, I believe Paul writes Ephesians uh, to the church in general. Ephe Ephesus is the place where he'd set up his school, the center, where then all the teachings that he had with the individual people would go out to many places. And so he sends this letter to, to, Ephesians, to Ephesus to be distributed through the distribution channels that he had established when he was there. And uh, Ephesians is, uh, by Paul's own mention here, it's a letter in which he lays out God's eternal purposes and the riches we have in Christ. It's to be a circuit letter for all the churches, similar to Romans. And so with with Romans and Ephesians, we kind of have Paul explaining the whole fullness of the gospel in church life and everything. And then in the other letters, we have uh, that gospel as it applies to specific types of situations. And so God in his wisdom has given us this as his authoritative word to say this is how we, how we get the advice that we need for different kinds of situations. A little bit later, uh, probably the spring of 62 Paul writes a letter to the Philippian church. Uh, he's been hearing different things from these visitors, and he doesn't seem to be responding to a specific visit or a specific letter, but he decides to write a letter to the 12-year-old church in Philippi, and he's addressing uh, issues about grumblings within the church and jealousies that are happening and, and how to handle the persecution that has emerged in that region. And so uh, that's Philippians uh, coming to us there. 
very fruitful time of ministry for Paul while he's in prison in Rome. 